The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team, Mr. Sumner. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. So do you feel it? You all got a heart beating inside your chest? That means if you can feel the music, you can feel the rhythm. What a difference a day made. 24 little hours Under the sunshine and the flowers Well, there you'll still be rain My yesterday was blue, dear Now I'm a part of you, dear, 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 dear. All my lonely lives are through, dear Since you said you were mine Oh, I don't want until Brooks a day made I see a rainbow Moment of bliss, oh, that thrilling, thrilling kiss when it's heaven when you find romance on your menu. Talking about a difference a day I made. What will my difference in you? Mama, no, please. Oh, let's really kiss it. 
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is um, a world-renowned cardiologist and stem cell research pioneer. He has a new book called The Secret World of Stem Cell Therapy, 
what you need to know about the health, beauty, and anti-aging breakthrough. His name is Dr. Ernst von Schwartz. He joins me by phone. Ernst, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Tom. Thank you very much for having me on today. Is, is the controversy about stem cell research mostly over? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> In a word, has it, it, it has it, it gotten is better? So right now. Say again. It, it's in its full fullest bloom right now. Oh, even still, it, it seemed like it was lessening, or people were beginning to understand not only the, the technology of stem cell research, but the importance of it. Yes, Ye yes and no. I mean, the, the point is that we all in the research world and those people who uh, practice medicine and have some ties to basic research know and strongly believe that stem cells is the, the future of medicine is the way to go. However, at the current time, as you know very well, Tom, um, there's no FDA approval for any stem cell therapy. So everything we are doing is still in the frame of experimental clinical studies. And is there a way to, of gauging where the needle is on on, on the timeline for getting to the point where there's approval for public use for some for some therapies anyway? Well, I wish I would have that answer, but <laughs> unfortunately I don't. I mean, the issue is, is, is very uh, evident. So, I mean, in order for the FDA, which is a, an agency, of course, which is here to protect all of us. Of course. Um, in order for the FDA to approve, for example, a new drug for a particular condition or disease treatment, um, you need a lot of uh, preclinical data, basic research data, pharmacologic, pharmacodynamic data, and then you need a lot of study data in, in patients versus uh, controls, basically, ideally in the, in the design of what we call randomized double-blind controlled um, studies, and that costs a lot of money, of course, and nowadays to get a new drug approved costs at least $100 million and takes at least 15 years. So, um, unfortunately, in the stem cell world, we really don't have any big pharma supporting that because uh, there's no benefit for big pharmaceutical companies who have the financial means. So, um, all the research money comes basically from either the NIH or from private donors, and we have we have lots of data now. We have every single published study, whichever was conducted using stem cells for, whether it's heart diseases or diabetes or erectile dysfunction or other conditions, has shown benefits. But these are studies on relatively small number of patients, and we need much, much more and higher numbers to really demonstrate to the FDA the safety but also the benefits. So that will take several years, I would guess at least 10, if not more. Is there an area of medicine where stem cell 
research isn't helping to find new and better treatments? I'm not aware of one. However, I mean, uh, I, I'm a, a cardiologist, as you know, so my yeah. uh, focus is cardiovascular diseases besides the whole topic of, of anti-aging, even immortality research, what we're talking about nowadays. Um, but uh, an area where, where I personally don't go into is oncology, meaning cancer, mm-hmm. um, because there's controversial data. Some people still believe that if you give stem cells to someone with an active cancer, that might theoretically um, promote cancer cells. Um, we, we don't really know if that's true, but um, until we have more data in this research, I personally would, would not promote any stem cell therapies for any cancer. And there's exceptions to that. Of course, there's stem cell transplantation for certain forms of blood cancer, which is a completely different story, and that therapy has been FDA-approved since more than 20 years now. But that's a completely different entity. Other than that, um, like I said, if if someone has an active cancer, I personally would, wouldn't use any stem cells uh, viewing the the current knowledge in the field or the lack of knowledge in the field. Um, Ernst, I I don't want to drag you into a political discussion, and and I'm not trying to trip you up at all, but I am curious about the impact of this proposed overturning of Roe v. Wade and, and kind of a conservative move by the Supreme Court on the ability to continue to do stem cell research. If, um, is it going to make it harder to get material potentially for study? Um, no, I don't believe so. So, um, of course... You understand what I mean by that. I, I, I absolutely understand what you mean, yeah. So, first of all, we're not using embryonic stem cells because that's not allowed, and that's not, in my opinion, not ethical, of course. But what we use uh, in the allergenic field, meaning from not from the patient himself, but from donors, is umbilical cord blood-derived stem cells, mesenchymal stem cells from the umbilical cord and from placenta tissue and from Wharton's jelly. So these are materials which we usually get after delivery of a baby. So that has nothing to do with abortion materials or something like that. Right, and, and, and those materials that, have historically just been discarded, right? Exactly. They're either discarded or they are bought actually by pharmaceutical or cosmetic companies in order to create some facial creams or something like that. So that's the material we are, we are dealing with. And uh, keep in mind, I mean, those cells which are in the umbilical cord, for example, they are responsible to create an entire organism, a baby, basically, with all the, the the organs and the skin and everything, the eyes and the hair. So that's much, much stronger material than our adult stem cells, which over with, with increased age, of course, we lose quantity and quality of those, even though we have them in our bone marrow and we have them in our adipose tissue. But by using those allogenic, meaning outside from, from donor cells, we have a much higher potential, basically. More with world-renowned cardiologist and stem cell research pioneer, Dr. Ernst von Schwartz, straight ahead. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Lions. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You know, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I'm willing to admit that. Hey, Tom. This is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. 
Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner Program. More with world-renowned cardiologist and stem cell research pioneer, Dr. Ernst von Schwartz, straight ahead. I, I just can't help thinking that there's going to be a moment in time, not very far away, when all kinds of cures and treatments are just going to explode onto the scene because of the of the work that you and others are doing right now. What are the things that have to happen before that that big coming out party? Well, again, in order to uh, open the, the market, if you wish, to, to everybody, um, uh, we, we just need more clinical study data. Um, we, we have good data, but we, by far we don't have enough. There's many unanswered questions, for example. We don't know which source of stem cells is the best to use for what condition. We don't know what is best application form. So, for example, we have studies ongoing where we give intravenous stem cell injections for heart diseases or where we give local stem cell injections for non-healing diabetic ulcers on the legs. So the, the route of administration, also the total number of cells, and if and how uh, often we should repeat that potentially, all this is unanswered. And uh, many groups worldwide, of course, work on that scientifically. And that is completely different from... Um, Many providers around the corners all over the world who offer stem cell therapy where they give one um, uh, material for every single condition. Everything is the same. They charge a lot of money for that. That's not really research. I mean, that's a business. And, um, of course, this is a business on, on currently unapproved therapies, which we are reluctant to recommend, of course, because um, oftentimes um, those providers might not have the clinical or scientific reputation, as we have seen in, in many instances where the FDA shut down clinics because of false claims of cure of diseases, which is really not the case right now. We haven't cured any disease using external stem cell injections. But on the other hand, we all have seen immense anecdotal um, results of uh, patients who uh, turned pain-free or there were individual case series and studies published on, on um, cure of HIV, or um, we saw and I saw a lot of patients with diabetes, for example, with non-healing wounds, which we could heal with stem cell injections. So it's, it's enormous what is coming out there. And um, the, the, the future is definitely to switch from what we call reactive medicine, where we react to damage and symptoms, that's why patients come to us, to what we call regenerative medicine. So instead of just reacting to something which has been damaged already, we want to repair that damage. Are there research facilities around the world, and by that I mean outside the United States, whose uh, laws and regulations and guidelines are different? Are, are they able to, to do more than, than well, we are here? Well, at the current here? time... Um, well, years ago, people thought, I mean, they have to go to somewhere in Latin America to get stem cell injection or to the Far East. Right. Um, I mean, we really don't know what the regulations are in, in certain countries. And there is, of course, as you know, Tom, there's a medical tourism going on. 
I strongly would warn against that because we have seen many patients who came from the Far East, for example, after some obscure stem cell injection. We don't know where the cells came from. We don't know what hygienic measures were taken in place. Obviously, uh, in, in some cases, not, not appropriate ones because patients ended up with blood infections and bacteremia and sepsis and, and sometimes worse after some injections. We don't know the quality of the cellular products. Um, there's no oversight and there is no follow-up, of course. Um, there's just good marketing and promises and um, uh, obviously a lot of money to pay for that. But we are warning against that, even though, like I said, I'm the biggest promoter, of course, of stem cell therapy in the future. I'm not a promoter of following any, any marketing or advertising. And um, we, we don't know what's, what's done outside the U.S., um, and what regulatory instances are there to control it and to ensure safety. And even in the U.S., I mean, we are not ideal uh, because, I mean, we really don't have uh, clear guidelines now what we could do and should do. I know the FDA is wait, wait, working on that. But at the current time, um, we really don't know what's, what's done behind the curtains. What kind of money... Uh I mean, how much would money make the difference in being able to do lots more research? Or is it a matter of approvals and, and guidelines as well? Is it just a matter of money? No, it, it is a matter of money, too, of course. I mean, we, we are always welcoming uh, private funding for our stem cell research because money is, is essential. Without money, you really cannot do it. Um, but there's there's two ways in, in, in the the book which uh, came out last week, The Secret World of Stem Cell Therapy, I pointed out the different interest groups for stem cell research. I mean, there, there is NIH money and, and official monies basically to support research for a lot of academic institutions. However, I mean, most of my patients as a cardiologist, they don't fit into those academic studies because they might be too old they might be too multimorbid, meaning they have too many other conditions which would prevent them to become part of a, a pilot phase a randomized double-blind study. Um, so, uh, But they still might benefit from potential stem cell uh, therapies. So this is uh, a different kind of, of studies which we are doing and trying to do and um, in order to uh, basically enable certain patients or patient groups to get the stem cells, they, they cost money. And um, some people charge several thousands of dollars for that. And uh, we oftentimes either self-finance them or ask uh, patients to, of course, partly pay for something. Or we have donors where we basically ask them to support patients who cannot afford the therapy, which might potentially help them, even though we don't know for sure. But, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's all in the book, and there's a lot of um, uh, warnings also what to ask, what questions to ask if that's someone important. considers stem cell therapy. Yeah, that's important. The, <clears throat> the title of the book is The Secret World of Stem Cell Therapy, What You Need to Know About the Health, Beauty, and Anti-Aging Breakthrough. 
When you talk about anti-aging breakthrough, and you even mentioned immortality, that some people were working in that direction, that sounds like science fiction to me, <laughs> Ernst. Um, well, I mean, I, I have to tell you, Tom, that I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of, of that term anti-aging because it's not really scientific. But on the other hand, Think about that. I mean, there's a reason why the biggest companies in the world, like Amazon, Google, Apple, among others, and the richest people in the world, like Jeff Bezos and among others, have spent now hundreds of millions of dollars since, I would say, five, six, seven years on um, this kind of anti-aging-immortality research. And it focuses basically on two aspects. Number one is regeneration using stem cell therapy, and number two is inhibiting the processes of senescence, which stands for cellular aging. And in, ex in the experimental laboratories, we can inhibit already uh, aging processes. So the next step is really to move further and bring this into clinical practice um, using different genetic manipulations where we might be able, uh, in experimental animals, for example, to prolong their lifespan up to 40%. So some people, mm -hmm. some futurists, but also some serious scientists expect that within the next few decades, we might be able to prolong life to, on average, 120 to 150 years, but not only lifespan, but also, and more importantly, the health span. What, what happens in aging, and how can it be reversed through stem well, cell therapy. In aging, there are certain things which, which happen, and aging is, as you know, a natural and a biologic process, and of course, one might argue there's nothing wrong with aging. On the other hand, keep in mind that age, or advanced age, is the number one risk factor for dying. And every single day, more than 100,000 people die of advanced ages. And in addition to aging itself, many, if not most, of the diseases we are dealing with, the chronic diseases, are age-related degenerative diseases. Uh, let it be of the kidneys, of the heart, of the brain, of the skin, you name it. So these are age-related conditions. And um, in aging, we lose, for example, the number of stem cells to repair. In age, we lose the elasticity of our blood vessels, which affects the oxygenation and the circulation of our organ system and our skin. And we lose other ingredients within the cells and outside the cells. So our cell membranes became more fragile. Our telomeres shortened within the chromosomes. All this, we know those those. Uh, but the biochemical pathways which go hand in hand with aging. And since we know those, now the next step is really to try to manipulate those and not to prevent aging, because I don't believe in that. But I, I'm a strong believer that we're able to delay certain processes of aging in the very near future, and we are seeing it already. But does this involve... Um, I, 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 the only thing I can relate it to doctor is um, changing car parts um, you know just just replacing um, certain uh, parts of our body that are deteriorating with re 
reconditioned or or um I, I don't even know how to describe it exactly you know regrown parts like changing tires on a car or um you know getting a new exhaust system or or something yeah yeah you right. i mean we are doing that already i mean we are replacing our electrical system of the heart uh, in yeah. advanced ages by putting pacemakers in we are replacing <coughs> our <coughs> degenerative joints uh, which are hampered by arthritis by putting artificial hips and knees in our bodies we are replacing failing kidneys by transplanting <coughs> cadaver kidneys <coughs> so that's already done uh, but the next step is, like I said, we want to go to the cellular level and try to um, delay those processes of aging and then come in and repair mechanisms. So um, repair damage. So let me give you a very simple example. I mean, look at, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, so look at Hollywood. I mean, what do you think why all the celebrities look so flawless and beautiful in front of the camera and the red carpet. Of course, they have enormous skin treatments done, and they look 20 years younger because some of them come to us, for example, for anti-aging injections in the face. <laughs> because even if we do that um, using stem cells, it rejuvenates the superficial skin layers, and it supports the production of collagen, and it does work. We see that basically on a daily basis. It's um, it, it, it does work, and um, similarly, if we can do that in the superficial skin layers, we strongly believe we might be able to do it in the deeper tissue systems, maybe for the heart in the near future, maybe for the kidneys, you know. Um, I remember a lecture when I was a medical student um, many, many years ago where a professor, a famous uh, person, Hans Popper, pathologist at Mount Sinai, in New York um, mentioned that you could theoretically take the liver of a 90-year-old and transplant that one into a child and the child would do well. And why is that? Um, because the liver, unless there's disease like infection, hepatitis, or cirrhosis, usually hardly ages. So why is that? At that time when I heard that lecture in 1987, we really didn't know it, but now we know that in part it is because the liver has an abundance of Stem cells—that plays a role. Why the liver hardly ages. On the other hand, there were uh, thoughts and, and and findings of of certain animals. For example, recently, a couple of years ago, a Greenland shark was detected, which is supposed to be more than 512 years old. So, why is that? Uh, how can a shark live hundreds of years and we die early? Well, I don't have a good explanation, but one point is obviously the shark swims a lot, eats a lot of fish, which might help. But on the other hand, sharks also have an abundance of stem cells to replace their teeth. And that might play a role in the survival mechanism. Interesting. Um, we're getting a, a little bit close to the end of our time, and I always want to make sure that guests have an opportunity to let listeners know where they can learn more about what we're talking about. Obviously, the book is a great place to start, The Secret World of Stem Cell Therapy, What You Need to Know About the Health, Beauty, and Anti-Aging Breakthrough. 
from uh, world-renowned cardiologist and stem cell research pioneer Dr. Ernst von Schwartz, who is my uh, my guest this hour. And uh, Ernst, do you have a, a website? I I was um, I, I was going to give all your credentials, but I, you are so accomplished, sir, that I felt if I did, we wouldn't have time to to talk with you. Um, Oh, thank you, John. Yeah, yeah, I have a website. It's www.drvonschwartz.com. So drvonschwartz.com. Uh, you can Google my name. It will come up. The, the, the book uh, is also on the website. And if you just Google the book, The Seek the World of Stem Cell Therapy, you'll find a lot of information. And it's available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, everywhere where books are sold. And again, it's it's written for the public to get really an insight, including the scientific data, but also what everybody really should know and don't believe everything which is written on the web. That's great advice. Great advice indeed. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and the listeners and sharing your expertise. Uh, and, and by all means, keep up the good work. I appreciate that, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. Good luck to you and your listeners. Okay, take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was uh, Dr. Ernst von Schwartz. Again, uh, he is a world-renowned cardiologist and and stem cell research pioneer with a uh, new book just just came out, The Secret World of Stem Cell Therapy, What You Need to Know About the Health, Beauty, and Anti-Aging Breakthrough. And I wasn't kidding when I said... Uh, you know, his his credentials were too long to read. He's an Austrian-German-American physician and researcher who is the descendant of a family consisting of more than 20 doctors of medicine throughout the centuries. Grew up in Germany uh, um, and, and the schools and, and places. Uh, he uh, Let's see, he's a triple board certified internist, cardiologist, and heart transplant cardiologist in Los Angeles. He's professor of medicine at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center and clinical professor at the David Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA and UC Riverside. Um, anyway, uh, interesting stuff. Stem cell research has been very controversial, but uh, perhaps it's time to roll back some of the uh, some of the doubt and and see what the possibilities are. And, and there are a lot of people like Dr. Uh, von Schwartz that, um, that are working ethically to um, see what benefits they can bring. Anyway, with that, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight up. my hands I don't touch my face I stay at home shelter in place social distance don't go to work I wear a mask and gloves stay away from church I avoid old folks 
and should I sneeze? I do it in my elbow or up my sleeve. Six feet apart. can go back to school I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with OCD I've watched Hulu, Roku Netflix, PBS and the BBC I've taken down all my mirrors and I'm sick of what I see of quarantine will be the death of me the death of me I risk a trip to the grocery store to buy TV and a few things more but when I get there all I can find Sixteen honey buns and some mad dog wine. I'm washing my hands like a raccoon with OCD. I've watched Hulu, Roku, Netflix, PBS, and the BBC. I've taken down all my mirrors, cause I'm sick of what I see. Of this quarantine's gonna be the death of me. The death of me. You know, they say this is war. But we don't have to storm Omaha Beach or Pork Chop Hill. And we just lay here on the couch and watch TV. Whew, I'd rather volunteer for a high risk commando raid to parachute into Wuhan and find that little fellow that ordered that bad soup. I know I'm talking out of my head, saying crazy stuff over and over like, yes, dear, yes, dear. At breakfast, I meant to say, honey, please pass me the pepper. Well, what slipped out was, you crazy woman, you've ruined my life. <laughs> of course, I immediately apologized as <laughs> soon as I regained consciousness.
Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 15th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMagno. Flint Community School. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Wisecarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Long Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan with Flood Technology. My Community College is Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Ranger Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, Visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom It's Dana. Dana? Something must be wrong. She never calls. Dana? What's wrong? Take this down. She's stranded on the side of the road. I'm not. She needs us to send her an Amazon gift card. I don't. And she'll use it to pay the tow truck driver. I won't. Mom, Dad, that's not me. It's a scam. Scam artists will call, text, or email people trying to get them to buy a gift card from Amazon or some other company. And then ask for the gift card number over the phone. Remember, gift cards are for gifting, not for paying people. If someone asks for payment using a gift card from Amazon, Target, or some other store, it's a scam. Hang up or delete the message. 
These scammers are awful. Wish they'd pretend to be her brother sometimes. Be nice to hear from him. For more tips on avoiding scams, visit michigan.gov AG for your connection to consumer protection. I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Right, so now, in order for you to understand what I'm going to do next, I have to go way back and speak about my great-grandfather, whom we traced back to Marie Antoinette. As a matter of fact, my great-grandmother traced him back there a couple of times. <laughs> But he was partly responsible for the birth of my grandfather. He thought. <laughs> my grandfather was born in Denmark. He was Danish after his mother and Swedish after a friend of his father's. <laughs> he was one of the great inventors of his time. He invented the burglar alarm, which unfortunately was stolen from him. <laughs> He was a brilliant man. He was, among other things, a PhD. Just a f- <laughs> So was his wife. However, besides being a brilliant <laughs> he also was a great chemist. He was the one who invented the cure for which there was no disease in the <laughs> Unfortunately, his wife later caught the cure and died. <laughs> he was a strange personality. He always experimented with something. Once he... Um, he crossed an Idaho potato with a sponge. <laughs> Imagine that silly idea. It tasted horrible. But it sure held a lot of gravy. I think his greatest invention was a soft drink, which he called Four Up. <laughs> but it wasn't successful at all. So he invented Five Up. But still it didn't click, you know. Then came Six Up. But still nobody liked it. So he gave up and died heartbroken a couple of weeks later. But little did he know how close he came. <laughs> Then I was born, and when that happened, my parents were, well, they were not poor, but they didn't have any money. <laughs> so I was actually born at home. 
And when my mother saw me, she was taken to the hospital. <laughs> One day, when I was four years old, my father came home. And he found me in the living room in front of a roaring fire, which made him very angry because we didn't have a fireplace. <laughs> There I sat, and here my father stood, burning up. He pointed at me, see, my father was left-handed. He always pointed this way. I was sitting on the other side. So my father said, Borger, he didn't know my first name. See, in my father's family, we had a little trouble up here. In the head. My father was all right, but his two brothers, my male uncles. <laughs> no, in Denmark, we always distinguish, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the fact that we have three sexes over there. <laughs> male, female, and convertible. Matter of fact, I was supposed to have been back to Denmark this summer, but I ain't going. <laughs> oh, once I made up my mind what I was going to be, and that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> what I meant to tell you before was, and this is not a joke, this is really a fact, that Two weeks ago, we celebrated my uncle's 103rd birthday. Isn't that something? Thank you very much. 103rd birthday. Unfortunately, he wasn't present. Could he be? He died when he was 29. <laughs> but what I meant to say was that he was the one who went crazy. And his mother used to say that he went crazy because he never got the woman he loved. And that's a lot of nonsense because his brother went just as crazy. <laughs> and he got her. <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Every state has something its Rotary Club can boast of. Some product that the state produces the most of. Rhode Island is little but, oh my, it has a product anyone would buy. 
it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner program. Thanks to all our guests uh, starting, well, I, I guess we were completely out of time. I'll be back tomorrow. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner program is a live variety show want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. 
This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.